Today, Democrats claim we won't know election results for a few days. Leftists attack right-wing protesters. Huh, imagine that. And Elon Musk endorses GOP candidates. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Sarah Gonzalez. I'm just trying to host a show while Alex Stein here is just, he's just talking. You're trying to compete just... in a bodybuilding contest is what Sarah's <laughs> trying to do. She's competing, so everybody throw your support. It's an online contest. Sarah's going to win. I spent a lot of time in the sun <laughs> over the weekend. It was a beautiful weekend. and uh, There's only like a few tornadoes. and uh, you know, It was so like beautiful. Two. It was beautiful. Those tornadoes just blasting down in Paris, Texas. Those people's <laughs> barns getting lifted up as if it was just like a you know, piece of paper in the wind. It was very beautiful. Great weather to go get a suntan. <laughs> anyway, I'm joined by this goofball over here, Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle, also joined by Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show and America's Favorite Cowboy. I'm in. Whenever y'all are ready to do the news, let's get serious I know. We were doing a little... I, Come on. I actually wanted to make it a better point to not get us distracted at the beginning of the show. I always take us on a bad tangent at the beginning of the you show. Do. I apologize. You do. You <laughs> Sorry do. for the viewers watching it. Well, and I know, so we were encountering a few technical issues. Control room, do we have, do we have audio yet? Okay, all right. Um, so I'm going to play for you, once these issues get sorted out, uh, a couple of, of video clips here of the Democrats just trying to already like start the narrative of, well, we're not going to know the election results for a while. And remember, guys, in Pennsylvania, uh, all of these uh, early voting ballots, we're not, we can't count until all of the other tallies are in. Huh. Conveniently enough, then we'll know the exact amount of ballots that we will need to not harvest, not fake, not forge. Okay, because we all know that the Democrats don't do that. But uh, <laughs> but they're already starting to paint that narrative that it, it just may take a while and we're going to have to be patient and wait. Um, so, I, guys, <laughs> do we have audio? All right. So um, I'm going to go to uh, Politico. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to Politico. Uh, Listen, who, to your point, while you're going, while you're finding that deal, let me just say that yeah, this, this story just came out. The Democrats are tired of being accused of voter fraud, and they have now gone on the record of saying our dead voters are only going to vote once and only once. That's good. So there's <laughs> The dead ones wow. should only get one vote. That's great. So that's that's great. That's Thank progress. You. That's yeah, progress. We're moving forward. That's, that's progress. So you, they, we do call them progressive. That is yeah. progress. Um, all right. So let's let's go to Corinne Jean-Pierre now that we have this audio fixed. Uh <laughs> Happy Monday, guys. Karine Jean-Pierre earlier today saying, you know, we may not know the winners of some elections for a few days, guys. Let's hang in there. Watch. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, that is how it's supposed to work. Not quite how it worked last election when there were, you know, people leaving in the middle of the night. Uh, what was it? Pipes bursting. You know, uh, lots of crazy things going on. Didn't seem like this was an orderly process. But now all of a sudden we need to make sure that we uh, are patient and they, and, they, and they use computers, right? They use machines for this, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. which I, it was unfortunate that they do. But right. they know who wins the Powerball lottery that night. <laughs> I mean, they pretty much have got that locked down. Well, I remember the good old days when they just kept working into the night until the results were the results, yeah. right? One, and they reported them. Two, right. three. Right, right, right. Now all of a sudden, it, you know, it's a process and you just got to be patient. Uh, John Fetterman's campaign also released a memo warning of a, a long week. They, they <laughs> This memo said, uh, buckle up for a long week. This race is close and we should all be prepared for a process that takes several days before all eligible votes are properly counted and the results are clear. Um, so there is a UK-based betting company. It's called Betfair. They declared Oz the favorite for this particular Senate seat with odds of a uh, 62% chance of winning, nearly 62%. And since the October 25th debate, which we covered on this program where Fetterman was like, hello, good night. Hello, good night, Pennsylvania. And uh, all of those other really, really bad gaffes. Um, Oz has beaten Fetterman in five of the past six public polls. Now, I would say like, okay, great. That's, I, I hope Oz pulls it out there. But is it a little bit depressing that it's even close in Pennsylvania, when you see yeah, John Fetterman yeah, barely able to form coherent John sentences. Fetterman is what happens when they leave the monkey cage unlocked, right? <laughs> and suddenly they, they put him up there, the DNC's put him up there as a potential, you know, senator of the United States. Uh, it's scary that it's that close. In fact, I was just going through some of the uh, predictions that a lot of us have put together, particularly Stu Gear, as we head into tomorrow night's Blaze coverage for the uh, election results and, and the returns. Uh, it's scary how close these elections are, I, especially when you factor in the, the mental illness this, mm -hmm. in some of these candidates. And look, I'm no fan of Mehmet Oz, but at least right. he's a very articulate man uh, versus, you know, John Fetterman and Joe Biden. I mean, the only thing that could make either of them worse is if you made them talk to each other through a tin can connected by a piece of rope. Yeah. Right. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, I just want to make this point. I think this just shows you how dumb and fake politics are. Oprah Winfrey recently endorsed Fetterman. Oprah Winfrey is the one that was responsible for giving Mehmet Oz his TV show. So the fact that she would literally, she's the one that discovered him, changed Mehmet Oz's life, gave him this show. She re, she relied on him to come on her show. I mean, she had a business relationship with him for over 20 years, I believe. And because of her identity politics, she would literally endorse Frankenstein mm. over the person she that said, she built. She said, I would vote for John Fetterman if I were in Pennsylvania. She wouldn't let John Fetterman mow her grass. I know. And There's the guy, no, absolutely and, and not. She doesn't she have to, I'm just saying, she doesn't have to be the biggest Oz stand, but the fact is, like, you built this guy and you won't even take responsibility. Like, oh, you know, I know this goes against my political ideologies, but yeah, I'm, you know. How much money? She can't did, even say that. How much money did Oprah make from Oz? Right. You know? So I mean, much. Right. Millions and millions upon millions, exponentially. You know, so. it is it is fascinating that particular race because you look at look uh, again. You mentioned Chad that that Oz is articulate. I mean, yeah, so is Obama, right? But yeah. like Oz is also kind of a squish Republican, right? We can't count on him to be conservative. However, the other side throw out the whole whatever's going on in John Fetterman's brain. Um, he's a radical leftist, yeah. and 
you look at this and you go, wow, I think the people of Pennsylvania understand that all they need is just a trained monkey to vote the way that they're supposed well, to his, vote, and that's it. Yeah. And his latest commercial was shot on a Samsung Galaxy, obviously, with a copyright infringement from a Coca-Cola commercial yeah. with Mean Joe Green, where he's limping away from a kid's apartment, which doesn't make any damn sense to no. me. So uh, it's weird, and, and these people think these are all good ideas. It's like Beto O'Rourke the other day dancing, being pro, you know, oh, so fighting for abortion. And I'm like, I, I don't know who looks at this and thinks this is a good idea, but it ought to tell you right there, that's just how stupid the general electorate is in the United States of America these days. Yeah, it I is think really it, sad. I think it makes for better content if Fetterman wins and that freak goes to D.C. Oh, great. Good. Well, so, it's so, be so great country, yeah, country can go to hell, but at least Alex will have good content. So, <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So let's go over to Politico. Um, I just the lack of self-awareness in the mainstream media is incredible. Uh, this morning, Politico tweeted out. This, this is a real tweet, you guys. All right. This is a tweet that has a link to a, an article that says six election security threats to watch for on Election Day. All right. So they say. The 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Yet there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into <laughs> voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. And of course, the six threats listed in that article are mis- and disinformation, crashing election office and campaign websites, campaign social media account hijacking, cyber attacks on voter registration databases, targeted voter harassment, and wireless modems enabling hacks of voting machines or vote tallies. It, like, literally... <laughs> In one sentence, they say, don't worry, voter fraud is not real. It's already been debunked, but also be prepared for voter fraud. <laughs> Do they not even understand how stupid they sound? Well, you've seen the clips, or I hope you have, from 2000 and 2004, where the left is just like, no election is fair. And Bernie Sanders, and you know, basically just throwing away the Bush elections. And they're talking about how much, you know, it's just rife with fraud. But then Obama years came in, and obviously there's no fraud there. But my point is, these people were election deniers. They created election denialism. Yeah. And now if we do that same thing, we get kicked off YouTube. So I just want to say, the last election was the most fair and free election that we've ever participated in Quite in American honestly, history. I agree. Yeah, the best election ever. I, I can't think of a time where, when the Democrats have not won, they have not questioned the results of the election. Yeah. Can you? No. And, uh, of course, I mean, you could go back to 2000 between Al Gore and George W. I mean, that whole, the, the recounts, the hanging chads, the hanging dimple chads. chads, all these different things. Non-certifying elections. I mean, what does every, that feel like every, at that point, Chad? I am a hung chad, so <laughs> I don't worry about it. But here's the thing. I just know that every time an election comes around, we're going to have an upgrade to our vocabulary. There's going to be new words and new terminology that's going to be introduced because they have to create a language that goes along with their excuses and their justifications. So when you got KJP standing up there at the podium talking about, okay, go ahead and prepare for this. It's going to be a long deal. How is it that you go to a state like Florida? You're going to know the election results tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. You'll know them. Mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, New York, California, Arizona even. You're not going to know. Mm -hmm. We won't know for a week. Yeah. There'll be lawsuits. Millions of dollars will be spent by these campaigns contesting all of these things because we don't have an election system in America that works. We simply don't. I've provided a number of solutions that would work, but nobody wanted to listen to that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, you know, they don't want to fix it. Yeah. They'd rather send money to Ukraine than fix the elections in America.
So I want to play uh, for you again, kind of going back to what Karine Jean-Pierre is setting the stage for. There are other Democrats, particularly in the mainstream media, who are trying to, I think, manage expectations for the Democrats. Uh, CNN yesterday, Democratic strategist Hillary Rosen predicted just horrible, disastrous midterm results for Democrats. And then she said, uh, you know, they only have themselves to blame after failing to listen to voters. Watch. Hillary, you have a different take maybe than Bakari on Democrats. Yeah, I mean, I, I think as, Mark speaking is Speaking as right. a Democrat. Um, I'm, a, I'm a loyal Democrat, but I am not happy. I just think that we are, you know, we did not listen to voters in this election. And I think we're going to have a bad night. And, you know, this conversation's not going to have much impact on Tuesday, but I hope it has an impact going forward. Because when voters tell you over and over and over again that they care mostly about the economy, listen to them. Stop talking about democracy being at stake. Mm -hmm. Democracy is at stake because people are fighting so much about what elections mean. And it wasn't just that. Uh, earlier this morning, Don Lemon said that the Republican message is resonating with voters. Watch. Gloria, the Republican message is resonating. And the question is, of course. Or is a Democrat message resonating? Because remember talking when what happened with the Dobbs decision in the Supreme Court? Sure. And I said, everyone said, oh, this is going to carry Democrats through. And I said, I think they may have this may have happened a bit early. Yeah. Also, um, all Americans aren't going out and getting multiple abortions every week. <laughs> but what they are doing is going out and getting groceries and gas every week. And they're feeling the effects of it. Also, they don't want their kids sexually indoctrinated in schools, which I would argue. I know the Democrats there were talking purely about the economy. I would argue is another very, very big driver of at least parents who are going to the polls. They remember how their kids were treated during COVID. They remember, you know, uh, uh, all of the, the the sexual indoctrination in schools, the pornographic literature in schools. They remember all of these things. And it makes it very easy to vote Republican when they also see, even if you're an independent or even a moderate Democrat, very easy to vote Republican when the Republicans are the ones saying, hey, we shouldn't sexually indoctrinate your children. And also we want to fix the economy, not make it worse. Well, what's amazing to me is how short-sighted and lack of memory focus most voters are. You look at Michigan. So you mm -hmm. got Gretchen Whitmer, who point. is the queen of lockdowns. That's a good point. Uh, you know, and there's, she's still supposedly leading Tudor Dixon, uh, you know, 55 to 45, if you believe that poll. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, there's a 10% gap between somebody who's extremely capable, freedom-loving for the state of Michigan and, and Dixon, and then and then Whitmer is going to sit there. People don't remember what she did. There are still districts in Michigan where kids aren't in school. And she blatantly lied about it in the debate. Yeah. Right? She blatantly said, I got, I got kids back to school quicker than anyone else. Yeah. Tudor Dixon's like, it, I'm sorry, am I crazy? Because you still have some school districts that are closed. So, it, yeah, it will be interesting to see how well voters remember um, what Gretchen Whitmer did, all while, of course, her husband got to do whatever he wanted during the, the lockdowns. Yeah. Yes. Well, but you have people like Joy Reid that say that the word inflation is a right-wing talking point that people are just now learning <laughs> yeah. that, that nobody even cared or knew what inflation was. Right. So she she nailed it. I don't know. You said her last name is Rosen. I mean, mm -hmm. people want to hear about the issues that affect them the most, not these weird social issues that only affect you know a very small percentage of our population. So yeah, I hope all of this is correct and that she's right that there is going to be a red wave. But once again, it goes back to the democracy issue. Maybe the reason they are so worried about democracy failing is because they're the ones that are trying to make it fail. Mm. Um, all right. Well, we good points, guys. We've uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor Keeps. So 
Uh, if you are one of uh, many men, you can't help it. It's just in your DNA. You might be losing your hair uh, kind of early. You need to try Keeps. They have these clinically proven, FDA approved hair loss treatments that are available online. So it's very, very easy. It's good for the lazy man. Can I say that? Is that offensive? Why do you do no, that? I feel attacked are, during this entire ad. Yeah, I feel yeah. attacked. Both yeah. of you. I feel attacked about the hair loss and the lazy and the whole thing. I, Generic. Okay, I'm not going to look at you anymore. Okay, so what Keeps does. I am FDA does, approved. <laughs> what Keeps does is uh, you take a couple pictures of your hair, you send it on over to Keeps, and they're going to deliver straight to your door the generic versions of these hair loss treatments, which is going to save you a ton of money. And you can message your Keeps doctor 24 uh, 7 if you have any questions. You got to try it. It even stimulates regrowth in a lot of men. So if you're getting self conscious about your hair, you don't have to do that. Go to the Keeps website. You can visit keeps.com slash Y for 50% off your first order that is five zero half off over at keeps k-e-e-p-s dot com slash y last week uh investigative journalist taylor hansen confronted uh robert francis o'rourke over his trans surgeries for kids the support of trans surgeries for kids right because as we know o'rourke will not denounce any of that and he also frequently wears a stupid t-shirt that says don't mess with trans kids with like the Texas emblem on it, which just really makes me mad because that's not what Texas is about. Uh, so Taylor was like many of us assaulted by Beto's supporters and uh, he actually was like choked by pulling his hoodie back um, before being thrown to the ground and forcibly removed. Here's some of that. Okay, so that's, that woman works for the campaign. The other one works for the campaign, hands all over him. Uh, the one in the hat is the one that I'm in. Now, yeah, they've lifted him off of the ground on top of the woman in a wheelchair. They're pulling him. So he's leaning back right here, but now he's with the crowd. But not on purpose. They damaged his equipment. Um, they, yeah, and... Uh, I don't know, just stay tuned for maybe some more news on that one. Uh, also, Alex was at that same, what was it, a rally? Yeah, Alex was at that same rally, and uh, he confronted Robert Francis for his support for aborting babies and was hit and grabbed, and he got his hair pulled, which I don't know, maybe he likes. I feel like he's weird like that, but uh, <laughs> let's watch that. 46 years. <laughs> what are you afraid of, buddy? I'm not afraid of anything. If I'm afraid, why am I up in the balcony? And I'm telling you, this is the problem that when they had to drag me out, so because I'm on that balcony, you know, they have to take me through the crowd, so every beta of minion got to touch me and kick me. And some people were grabbing my derriere. Some people, I didn't really? mind that. Oh yeah, they were touching my butt. And this is Sue Ellen's, this is a gay bar. So I was just there having dinner with my boyfriend. And then, uh, there was a beta at work. Uh, <laughs> thing going on. No, but seriously. Why you like that? No, but watch this. This is the worst part is when they actually, this person grabs my hair. And that's the weird thing is like, why kick a man when he's down? Like, I'm getting escorted out of the place. Why do you, you don't have to like get involved. You're not the security guard. There it is. You'll see it's like. Do you know? Do you know if the secure did security come back and talk to them about assaulting you? No, but one of the security guards reached out to me after it, and he's a Republican. He like has pictures, you know, of Charlie Kirk and says, "Oh, I hate Beto." One of the guys that was there that threw out me and Taylor. 
Well, why'd he throw you out, then? He, he said it was just part of, it wasn't personal, it was part of his job. Oh, I know, Just following I know. orders? Yeah, it's just following I see. orders. I see, I see. Yeah. Uh, well, so I want to mm. play another, well, I want to play one more clip of left-wing violence here, because, you know, they constantly are trying to cite the insurrection on January 6th as, like, the biggest deal ever, because Republicans are the only ones who are capable of violence. Meanwhile, you know, left-wing uh, idiots are burning down cities in the summer of love in 2020, and constantly assaulting us anytime we go and are absolutely within our, you know, our First Amendment rights to ask a question, um, and they we get assaulted. So here is, this is over in New York. Uh, there was a Kathy Hochul, I don't know if you want to call it rally, because it was pretty small, but uh, Kathy Hochul was giving a speech, and some of her supporters actually attacked and choked a female Republican protester. Watch. You can deny science. That's a, so, that's a guy grabbing a man grabbing what looks like a, a, a woman of color, right? A man grabbing a woman of color's neck and choking her. Why is it that you think that that isn't on primetime CNN and MSNBC News, Chad? Yeah, there's so many of these things that you'll never see. Hmm. Um, you know, let's go back to the assault you had at Penn State where you got spit on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good solid man loogie, too, spit by that, that little girl. Sick. But, I mean, that's assault. That is assault. I mean, so they're not going to talk about this stuff. If that right there, if that had been a Republican man who reached out mm-hmm. at a rally and mm-hmm. grabbed a Hispanic woman, I don't know if that's a, I can't tell from this angle with the lights in my face, it looks like a Hispanic woman. If that had been a Republican man who grabbed that, that would be all you see. Right. It would be on the airwaves 24-7. They made Nick this, Sandman. This would be I'm Nick just, Sandman. Yeah, yes. just saying, yeah. I mean, Nick Sandman. Is. I mean, look at all the stuff from Nick Sandman to there's, the list goes on and on and on. Well, and so, uh, look, (laughs) I want to make clear, this says in the article that she was a Republican protester. I wasn't even sure if she was a Republican. She she was just saying we need to vote Lee Zeldin in rather than Kathy Hochul, which I think would be a a common sense thing for even a moderate Democrat to say just based on the crime that's happening in New York and all of the, you know, fascism that's going on with all of their mandates. And to your point, let's 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 point this out right now. So as of now, with early voting, I know in Texas and a lot of cities around America, they're reporting the lowest number of ballots being returned by early voting yeah. mm-hmm. in a long time. So what that tells me, a lot of people in the Hispanic community, in the urban community, in the black community, they're just choosing to not vote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're saying, okay, we're, we're just not going to do it. We can't vote for the Republican. These guys are destroying everything. Uh, I mean, when you got Ice Cube who comes out and says, yeah, we voted for Democrats for all these years and it hasn't done any good for us. So I think we are going to see this tomorrow is you're going to see there's going to be a lot of a lot of that minority community that just chose to not vote. Yeah. So you don't know what this lady's angle was. I mean, she may not have been a Republican. She not, might just might just be an honest, common sense, yeah. fair minded person who voices her opinion and says, you know what? Kathy Hochul, who's never been elected, might not be the best choice mm-hmm. since our cities have gone to yeah. garbage. Poo-poo. You know, and she's denying it, saying, oh, everything's fine. Right. Maybe Lee Zeldin is the choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, of course, to add on top of that, yesterday, a pair of suspicious envelopes were delivered to Carrie Lake's Phoenix campaign office. Uh, campaign staffer opened an envelope that held a suspicious white substance, and the staff member is currently under medical observation. Uh, of course, this prompted uh, the response of that was Phoenix police, uh, fire department, hazardous materials crew, the police, the FBI, and the campaign released a statement 
statement on the incident saying just two days before Election Day, our campaign headquarters remains shut down. We look forward to law enforcement completing their investigation as quickly as possible. Rest assured, we are taking the security threat incredibly seriously. We're thankful for Phoenix PD, FBI. Uh, in the meantime, know that our resolve has never been higher and we cannot be intimidated. But January 6th! Yeah. But January 6th! Yeah, they'd be, they'd be rolling that thing through. I mean, I had somebody... Uh, I, I Somebody on Twitter this morning responded to something that I said talking about this amnesty deal from the Atlantic mm. by Emily Oster that was printed last week. Mm-hmm. And and I, somebody referred to it as human rights violations and what we went through. And she said, oh, you mean like January 6th? And January 6th wasn't human rights violations. You can refer to that. I mean, you have no idea what you're talking about. But again, that's how far the media has fed these people and brainwashed them into a narrative and given them a vocabulary to use in all of these discussions. They're not talking about you know, a, a potential ricin attack on Kerry Lake's head campaign headquarters, right. uh, you know, potential threats. And when you've got gunshots coming through the windows of homes of Republican candidates and, and other things that have happened in regards to violence at these things, uh, you know, Alex and Taylor, they go to these deals and they, they use their voice. You may be disruptive. That's okay. Everybody's got to put their hands on you. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't go. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't go to these things. I'm not sanctified enough. I ain't got enough Jesus in me to go do this. Well, well and even Lee Zeldin, they tried to stab Lee Zeldin. And then yes. right. another thing is there was a New York City Council member. I was just trying to pull it up on my phone. I screenshot it. I thought I sent it to you, Sarah. But he had, he. I follow him because, you know, I go and speak at city council meetings. And he said the thing, uh, everybody needs to vote for Hochul. My DMs are open if you have any questions. So I sent him about a guy that had 25 prior arrests that just raped a 43-year-old uh, jogger, uh, and, and, you know, at Central Park. And he, and I said, you know, are you ashamed of the direction that the city of New York, or of the, are you ashamed of the direction New York City is going? And he messaged me back, I swear, it was so ridiculous, a meme talking about how in the South there's more violence than in New York, basically just, and it was a meme talking about how when Trump was in office in 2020, somehow it was tied to Trump. And I'm like, these people are so delusional. There are people are getting poop rubbed on them, getting out of jail the same day. People are getting thrown on the subway tracks at a number that they've never even categorized or even, you know, you know, yeah. st- whatever had st- statistics of this. I think it's nearly 20 people have been pushed on the subway tracks this year, a record number. I mean, they don't want to talk about the serious issues and they're going to just, you know, lie to us when this city is burning down and all we need is a little water to put it out, but they refuse to do it. Oh, God. Let's hope the results are uh, (laughs) good tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, you got to join us. Uh, It's going to start at 745 Eastern time over at blazetv.com or the Blaze TV YouTube channel uh, as we help make sense of the election results. Promo code is going to get you $30 off, which, by the way, I've never seen a better deal than $30 off. So make sure you take advantage if you're not already a subscriber. The promo code is REDWAVE for that $30 off. And by the way, we will be taking some of your questions, so make sure to tweet us using the hashtag BlazeMidterms. We'll be right back. Over the weekend, uh, Stacey Abrams appeared on MSNBC and uh, attempted to explain her poor polling numbers by claiming that, um, well, she would say that black men are targeted by misinformation. But as I'm trying to kind of like make sense of her answer, it sounds a lot like she's just saying black men are too stupid to understand what's true and what's not. Watch. I do not believe it's because of a deep well of enthusiasm for my opponent. We know that black voters are often discounted. And unfortunately, this year, black men have been a very targeted 
population for misinformation, mm. not misinformation about what they want, but about why they want what they deserve. And what? my campaign has been the only one that has very <laughs> intentionally, thoughtfully and consistently reached out. That has been misconstrued as concern mm. when indeed it's just respect. Mm. Not misinformation about what they want, misinformation about why they want what, what they, they deserve. deserve. I want you to know why I want what I deserve. I want you to know why I want what I deserve. <laughs> what does that even mean? Well, she's going to You're live. not going to tell me? Yeah. I, well, what it means is he's, everybody's an idiot. They keep listening to this stuff and they keep going, okay, you guys are just, the fact that somebody can put a bunch of words together in order without going, um, ah, uh, um, ah, uh, right. well, um, and reaching for a thought, they can just keep spit, they just keep spitting this pablum out and people go, oh, yeah, that, that can make sense. And you got these bobblehead reporters who are just sitting there nodding. At some point, then you go, Will you dissect that, please? <laughs> Tell us what you mean by that. Why I want what I deserve. Chad, Kamala Harris literally said that marginalized people couldn't go to Kinko's and be able to print out paperwork, and that's not racist. If I said that, you know, I would be canceled. But these politicians say, oh, well, it's kind of hard for marginalized people, African-Americans, to actually go to Kinko's and print stuff off. So we should just be able to vote with, you know, word of mouth. Well, it's not, and it's not, but it's not just that. It's like Joe Biden saying that minorities were too stupid to understand how to log online and yes. find out where to get their vaccine. Well, I like, just <laughs> think that Stacey Abrams is a well-spoken, clean black person. Articulate. Articulate yeah. and clean back. Probably the first one we've ever had. Oh, no, wait, that was Barack Obama. Yes. And that was said yeah. by who? Uh, Joe Biden said that. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's right. Oh, that's awkward. I just think Stacey Abrams because she's so sexy. That's why she's always going to be able <laughs> Dude, to. Dude, she's looking. She's, the keto's doing good for she her. She's good. lost a little weight. She's starting to get like, you can't get rid of that big old head, but no, that's genetics. No, I like this size. The bigger yeah. the head, the better. This bigger brain. I like yeah, big so, head. Yeah, she's got it going on. She's just, she's. <laughs> I don't know about that, Alex. She's my new favorite that big one, booty. That one, I don't think you. it's a big Listen, brain. you got to watch some teeth, though, boy. It'll leave a racing strike. And I like that because I eat a lot of carrots. She can chew them up for me. She can use her. Big teeth well, there's just, always a little food left over. You that's know, what if you I'm look saying. at the bite she took, she always left you a little something to nibble on, too. <laughs> All right. Well, on Friday. I'll get, I'll, get that, I'll get that shallow. I don't give a On that's Friday, uh, Joe Biden claimed <laughs> that he, this is one of the most tone deaf things I think that, that Joe Biden has said thus far in his presidency. And I think that that's saying a lot because he said a lot of tone deaf things. But um, he said that he is going to shut down coal plants across the country. Mm -hmm. Watch. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is they're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line that transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Listen, um, <laughs> it's really frustrating to hear this and hear people go like, oh, he said what? Because if you recall the last presidential debate between him and Donald Trump, he said pretty much this. He said that he wanted to do away with oil and gas eventually. He, the, he made it very clear that those were his intentions. And I think those of us who are watching who actually are not stupid sheep watched that and went, OK, that's got to be the end of his campaign. Like, that's the nail in the coffin for him. There's no way that the average American can vote for something this radical. Then it happened and they were like, oh, I don't, I don't 
don't think he meant it like that. And then they voted for him, and now they're seeing their gas prices skyrocket because of Biden's policies. They're seeing the Biden administration continually talk about uh, that this is just transitory. Yeah, you might feel the pain right now, but that's because we're transitioning to a green energy plant. I mean, they're, they are saying the quiet parts out loud. They're telling you that this has been their plan all along. Joe Biden says it himself. He wants to shut down oil plants across the country, and now the White House is still trying to do damage control because they can't just admit that that is what they are doing. So Corinne Jean-Pierre issued a long statement claiming that people are twisting the words that Biden said. The statement reads, in part, the president's remarks yesterday have been twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended. He regrets it if anyone hearing those remarks took offense. The president was commenting on a fact of economics and technology as it has been from its earliest days as an energy superpower. America is once again in the midst of an energy transition. Our goal as a nation is to combat climate change and increase our energy security by producing clean and efficient American energy. Um, but uh, here's the thing. Yesterday, while hosting a rally for Kathy Hochul, Biden declared that there will be no more drilling. Watch. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new, new drilling. Okay. I don't know why he had to say it so angry. But. Well, he was talking to a protester. Mm. There was a protester who was coming at him about their drilling going on, and he hasn't stopped the drilling. That's Isn't that why, wild? That was his response. So, you know, he, he has to justify himself at all means possible. No more drilling. And so he goes to an extreme. Mm -hmm. And in the other deal, in the other statement he was making, he thinks he's talking to people in a safe space about the coal industry. And, and you know, look. We live in a world where 11,000 people lost their jobs when Biden took office because of shutting down the Keystone Pipeline. However, everybody's worried about Twitter employees losing theirs now that Elon Musk has taken mm -hmm. over. This is a weird clown world we're living in. Um, the man t a month and a half ago was trying to find a dead woman in the room. <laughs> Why they come out with these press statements now and try to justify what he said and say, well, that's not what he meant. I call them top of mind statements, right? <laughs> because that's how she justified the, the yeah. Jackie Walorski thing. She was just thing. top of mind. She was top of mind. It's like, stop trying to explain it. Let the guy stand on his own. You know what? Here's the thing. And we've talked about this. If, if suddenly he had to testify over something, yeah. they called him, subpoenaed him and something, mm -hmm. they would immediately would say, oh, he's not in his right mind. Right. He, he's, he, he's not capable of, of standing, you know, testifying. Right. So which is it going to be? Yeah. You know, it's the truth. They wouldn't, they would never let him testify on anything. <clears throat> well, I, I want to have to, I always hate to make this point, but I firmly believe that this is a controlled demolition of American dominance and that we have, enough, mm -hmm. we have enough energy to support the entire world, literally, just Trump in Texas. energy independent. I, I know, but just not, not just to support us, but I mean, we have enough reserves in Alaska mm -hmm. to support the entire world. We don't even need the Saudi Arabian bullcrap. We don't even need, you know, OPEC. We don't even need anybody else. We have enough in Texas and basically Midland, arguably, enough to just supply America. And they're purposely doing this because they don't want us to be dominant and they want our country to be weak so that they can, I, I'm guessing, I said this earlier, the threat of democracy, they don't want us to be a democratic republic anymore. I, I fully b believe that because Absolutely they're taking not. away the, the thing that made our country so great is the fact that one of our last industries we had, they totally killed it. And, it, you know, I just, I'm, I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, if it is just the actual ballots that are counted and we're not looking at any sort of, you know, Funny secure, yeah, 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 like uh, for, fortifying the election this time in Pennsylvania. If Pennsylvania continues to listen to this, 
specifically on the oil and gas industry. Pennsylvanians listen to this and still vote Democrat at this point. Like, what the hell are we even doing here? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's voting on which caliber they you want to use to shoot yourself. Right. I mean, uh, Germany tried this, they, now they have to turn on these old coal mines that they didn't even have on for right. years. Yeah. So it just doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's such a slap in the face to them. And so if they go to the ballot box tomorrow and they vote for Democrats, which they know obviously will be in lockstep with this particular policy, it's just kind of like, all right, I mean, I guess you get what you deserve, but unfortunately, I'm not in agreement with you and you're kind of screwing the rest of the country up because you can't get past your tribalism. Um, all right, we've got more to come, but uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Over the weekend, uh, Elon Musk announced that any account engaging in impersonation without clearly specifying that they are a parody will be permanently suspended. Now, I want to make this clear. I don't believe that it was like saying if you post a video that is parody, you will be suspended. It's like if you are pretending, if you are, if you have your profile picture as someone else, right, and you are pretending to be them without actually saying, I am not actually this person, I'm just pretending to be this person and this person's account. That is when you will be permanently suspended. Um, he said that this was part of his goal to make Twitter, quote, the most accurate source of information about the world. And uh, about the same time he tweeted that, uh, Kathy Griffin's account was permanently suspended for impersonating Elon Musk. Uh, he responded on Twitter to the news of her permanent suspension, tweeting, Actually, she was suspended for impersonating a comedian, <laughs> but if she really wants her account back, she can have it. Um, apparently, she used her dead mom's account to log back in, which she did is do that. really weird. She used an alternate account. And not to mention that, she, she went one step further. It's one thing she impersonated Elon Musk. She did it with a blue check by her name, right. which is a verified account. Right. You don't well, change Chad, that, your name on a verified account. Well, right. that was the gimmick. That was their bit that they're yeah. doing because because I believe Ethan Klein did it. They said, and, and they haven't even been able to sell the Twitter blue check mark, which I'm going to be the, one of the first customers on that is fully available. But the whole gimmick was is they, the people that had the blue check mark were mad, so they said, hey, let's instead of changing our username, let's change our name to whatever you want. So Elon Musk with the blue check mark to try to show them that it's bad if you give everybody a blue check mark because you can impersonate people more. So these people are so these people that are in power, like Kathy Griffin, are so threatened that yeah. if little peons like. Alex Sang gets a blue check mark. Our Republican, you know, democracy is totally going to collapse. So I, I don't like that she got kicked off. It doesn't sound like her suspension is permanent because I'm a free speech absolution, absolutist, absolutionist, whatever the proper word is. I'm not an English major, but her impersonating somebody. I mean, that's no, you can't do that. No, I'm, I'm good with it. If, if the rules, if the rules are, uh, you know, if they're, if they are enforcing them. Unilaterally and no, evenly. No, here's the thing. If, a, no, if, it, no. if it's a rule thing, that you can't here's impersonate someone, then you can't impersonate someone, and you get a consequence, right? Yeah. But see, the blue check mark makes thing. it where it looks like you are impersonating that people. You no, see that's what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. Nope, so, nope, nope, nope. Here's the deal. Give them a taste of their own medicine. We yeah. have been deplatformed and canceled and our voices taken away arbitrarily. Yep. It has never been yep. universal across yep. the board. So you know what? Let them feel a little taste of the same music. That's what I'm saying. Like, Let I, them I, have I don't it. feel bad. I well, don't feel in, bad for In the her. Quran, they call that an eye for an eye. And I, as a person that... They, they say that in the Bible, too. Yeah, well... <laughs> I mean, as a member of ISIS, I guess I, yeah, I guess that is the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah. as a future member. So, I, so speaking <laughs> of Elon, uh, he t he issued a blanket endorsement of GOP candidates earlier on Twitter. He tweeted out, 
To independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency is Democratic. And, um, he, you know, he already announced earlier this year that he cast a vote for Myra Flores, who, of course, is running here in Texas. And uh, previously, when he was asked who he would support in the 2024 election, he responded, DeSantis. Um, you know, it's not just him. It's been interesting, and I think he he also endorsed uh, the Republican for L.A. mayor. But you saw Chris Pratt, who I just love. But you saw him. He never gets political, right? Everyone knows Little. He's, he's Christian, so, like, you assume that he's, no. you know, he's conservative. But he tries to stay out of that, uh, you know, arena. He went to Twitter, he went to Instagram and started posting about, you know, how he really thought that Rick Caruso, I believe is his name, really should LA, yeah. really should win the mayor of L.A. because it's just gotten so bad with crime and all of these things. And so there are these people who are wading into politics now because they're like, guys, we have to save our cities and we can't do that with these same Democrats who have destroyed them. We have to elect someone new. Um, I'm hoping there's no blowback for him. But yeah, it, there will be, and there always will be anytime he opens his mouth, no matter what. But imagine living in a city where, you, where you've got like a $10 million house, right? And you're watching the city crumble around it. Right. It's yeah. like, of course, at some point in time, you're going to say, this yeah. is my home. Right, right, right. But, but I feel like, but like, how many regular people are there left in, in a place like L.A.? Everything is so expensive. How can anyone else afford to live there other yeah. than the elites? So when are they going to look at this and say, you know what? If for nothing else other than my own self-absorption self and narcissism that I want to keep my own properties, you know, like a good investment, we need to we need change. Even Ozzy Osbourne left. Yeah. Well, and I believe <laughs> I believe even Rick Caruso has the support of Kim Kardashian, my queen, or big booty, uh, a Persian, mm -hmm. or what is she? Persian. Uh, no, it's Armenian. Armenian, big booty, Armenian. But I think even Rick Caruso. No, no, Armenian. I think Rick Caruso at one point was a liberal. So I, I really respect Chris Pratt for doing this, but I mean, you know, by getting a more conservative candidate for the mayor of LA where your city's burning, I'd like to see him say MAGA 2024 or yeah. something. That's what I'd like to see him do. For this, I don't think he'd get canceled. I think there's actually a lot of powerful people in LA seeing how bad things are. I think there's some record executive that got stabbed in their house, or I guess their, their grandparents or somebody went in their house and actually murdered him. So, I don't know. I think people want change, and that's the same in New York. It was one of the. Um, I was reading one of the Netflix like co CEOs or whatever is also endorsing Caruso. Caruso. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's the, the, maybe the, these people the who live the, the, in the, the SJW world. The Nike guy threw all the money towards a Republican in Oregon. Yeah. 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 They're finally saying. You know, there's only so much that the elitists can take. That once it starts touching them and touching their investments and touching their homes I just and their communities, they're like, oh, never mind. We don't like this. This we thought that this was only happening to the poor. <laughs> yeah. It's actually happening to us too, I just and we don't like it. Meet a nice Persian girl. <laughs> they're out there. Are they're they? out there. Yeah. I've known one. All right, we got to take Sarah. That not Persian. So Tanner, you could have fooled me. <laughs> It'll look fine tomorrow. Over the weekend, uh, NBC deleted and retracted this report on Paul Pelosi that said that uh, Pelosi did not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home once the police showed up. Very weird things going on. I actually turned around and walked closer to the assailant at his home. Here's that report. 
Sources familiar with what unfolded in the Pelosi residence now revealing when officers responded to the high-priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or try to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. Oh, I bet everything was good. <laughs> was it good for you, too? I know what you're talking about, David. Hey, let me put up my cigarette Paul. and I'll be right with you. Yeah. Really weird stuff going on over there in the Pelosi home. It's not, uh, weird. It's not weird in San Francisco. <laughs> That's no, fair. It's they, definitely normal. So they yeah. said they, they and, crap on the street. NBC said that uh, the piece was removed because it did not meet NBC News reporting standards. I bet it didn't. Did, I bet the it didn't. Told it too did much not truth. fit the Democrat <laughs> narrative, and therefore it did not meet NBC News reporting standards. Um, and of course, the police and prosecutors are refusing to release the police body cam and surveillance footage. That's, but that's all coincidence. She's third in line for the White House. There's no way a police officer wouldn't know you're walking this, into her house. How much time do we have left? 20 seconds. 20 seconds. See, this whole deal, y'all, y'all mark my word, what was trying to come out, it was supposed to be an attack that the police caught, but it wasn't going down yet, so he walked back over there and was like, do it now, do it now. Maybe. Oh. There's I something like fishy theory. about this. Yep. So that they could claim yeah, that so it was right-wing it. violence. But they're bad actors. Yeah, I like that. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.